What's up, fellow Whovians? Welcome to Who Do Who Think Who Are. This is the Doctor Who podcast hosted by me, Jordy Steele, and Cultaholic and Triple Jumps, Fraser Porter. Hi. Today's episode... Today's episode brings the Doctor face-to-face with his worst and most hated enemy. But do reminders of the past reflect the damages of today? Ooh, I like that. Did you I come up with that yourself? I wrote that. You wrote that? Yeah. You, did you like, do screenwriting or something? I did! Yeah. How did you know? Nice. It's like a poet. Dalek was directed by Joe Ahern. Ahern? Yep. Uh, uh, let's go with Ahirn. Ahirn, who also directed Father's Day, Boomtown, Bad Wolf, and The Parting of Ways. Uh, it was... Were you going to say something? Quite a, quite a lot in this one series he's got. He's got a decent amount of work in yeah, season I think, one. I think it, those are the only ones he does. He doesn't do anything yeah, beyond which is, season one. So. It's strange that in season one he got so many and then didn't come back Yeah, Russell. Russell T. Davis. Mental. Uh, it is written by Robert Shearman, adapted from his audiobook Jubilee, released in 2003, featuring Colin Baker as the sixth Doctor. Yes, it was a nice wee, more audiobook and big finish uh, influence on the main series, which is is nice to see. It's the, the, the first um, audiobook that actually got a, properly adapted into a, ah. an episode. It's the first episode out of two this week that was adapted from something written for an earlier Doctor. Yes. Yes. Uh, but obviously we'll get on to that later. Um, the Creature of the Week, obviously the Dalek. The Dalek! Love the, love the, love the Daleks. The, 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 it's, yeah, it's nice to have them, have them back. Yeah. Or meet them for the first time. I used to want to be... A Dalek. I used to want to have... So, around the time that Iron Man came out, yeah. I used to really want the Iron Man suit, but I also really wanted to have a Cyberman suit and a okay, Dalek fair. suit as, like, the Iron Man, so it would sort of just... I'd step into it or okay, sit, so it would, like, sit in it. Yeah, you would sit in it. So you, so you wanted, essentially, a little... A mini tank. A buggy, a tank to move around in. Yeah. But also have the portability of Iron Man. Like I'm assuming you mean like not the nanotech Iron Man, but like no, no, the no. briefcase the Iron Man. No, no, no. Like the first Iron, like the best. The first one where it's actually the physical, best like they Iron put Man the, suit. Put the parts on him. Yeah. And he's doing like backflips to land. Well, that's in two, but like. Yeah. Or I guess maybe Avengers, where he sort of just. Or Iron Man three, that, where he sort of yeah, steps walks. into it. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's what I'm thinking. And the, and the same with the briefcase, like the portability, where he sort of puts, he steps into it. It's a smaller, technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that that would be an interesting. Imagine Daleks were like that. The little that'd be interesting thing. They just little, little people. Yeah, little people, little yeah. Geordies inside the machine. Yeah, it's a little one-eyed squids. Uh, little pig we, boy. We arrive in 2012, Utah. America. Okay, this was the future at that point. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so. Are we were probably thinking, oh my god, that's so far away. Mm. It's so Rose, far. Rose is like, I'll be twenty-five. Yeah, it's crazy because she's nineteen and it's still weird. She's nineteen and it's still weird. It's, it would still be weird if she was twenty-five. Um, the young girl in Father's Day that plays young Rose is now yeah. older than Billy, Billy Piper. Piper was. It's weird. It's so weird, but like, Billy Piper was legitimately quite young when they filmed this. Yeah. And Billy Piper's so. the same age as uh, Jackie Tyler. I forgot her name. No. Like, yeah. when did they film? Wow, that's crazy. It's mental and it's scary. That's how time. That's how time works. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we we they are in a sort of alien museum. A sort of it is the the prototype of the collectors collection from Guardians of the Galaxy essentially. It, yeah, pretty much. They've got like every alien under the sun. Now, yeah. I couldn't find I I was thinking similarly when I was watching it. I was like this is very very collectory or very that type of thing. Mm-hmm. There's no comic influence of this at all. It's just no. purely coincidental, but it's quite cool and there is a ton of references. Yeah, I saw I only saw like 
the Slitheen arm, obviously, the cyberpunk, yep. Cyberman head, and then there's a alien egg from Alien. From Prometheus. Uh, and yeah, it's the Prometheus and Alien. You know, it's all the aliens. Um, yeah, so the, there's the Cyberman head. The, it, the interesting they put a Slitheen arm in, considering it was so recent. It was literally the episode mm-hmm. before. Um, yeah. Where they got it from, it's not actually explained. No. But... He, he got it in 2012 somehow yeah. and i like i like the reference to the cyberman i completely forgot it was in there yes i remember the cyber that cyberman head very vividly because it is the picture that my dad used as his profile picture for like computer like right. logins um, yeah, yeah before before we got like dogs and he started using the dogs but yeah, I, I remember like, that. I like how your dad chose to use a Cyberman head and dogs yeah. over his children. Yeah. <laughs> Was it his lock screen? Is I mean, I mean, classically, uh, I think... my I don't know if my mum used it as a desktop picture or just as a Facebook picture and also as a calendar picture because we have custom calendars. Yeah. But uh, about maybe three years ago... Um, it was Christmas, and I took a really nice picture of my family for Christmas. Yeah. And they used that picture as the Christmas photo. Without you in it? Without me in it. That's, that's, that says a lot. It says a lot. So um, You're loved by your family, but they, yeah. they like Cybermen and they photos like... without you more. Yeah. Um, again, they are surrounded by armed guards. This keeps happening. Yeah, it's kind of a, a repeating thing in the past three episodes, and the Doctor somehow always gets out of it. Like, not even one of them being trigger-happy. It's America, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, they are brought to the office of Henry Van Staten, who apparently owns the internet, who has power to dictate the position of presidency, and the man behind the collection of all these artifacts. It's an interesting character. It's very um, Donald trump yeah, ahead of Donald Trump, like way before there was any inclination that Donald Trump would be a thing in power in the United States. Well, you say that, but he's obviously based on the liberal elite, Fraser. Of course, and it's it's just it's it makes me think of um, Mark Rylance's character in Don't Look Up, just a little bit, just a bit weird, and yes. not in the weird aspect, but just the he is controlling everything yeah. behind the scenes. He's uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Like yes, interesting. Uh, I'll bring it up later again, but he was based on Bill Gates. Um, ah. And his original name was going to be something like Mike Fence. <laughs> and they thought it was a bit a bit on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they also meet uh, Adam Mitchell, who's working as a sort of archivist for, for all this the technology that they find. Um, yes. we get a nice wee bit where uh, the Doctor and Henry show off their fingering skills on an alien yes, instrument. They do. <laughs> they do. Yeah, Rose is impressed. Um, uh, yeah, you gotta be delicate, Fraser, and you gotta find. Oh, she's impressed by spot. the by the yeah. They've got. She's impressed by the musical instrument. Um, mm. and it's the, the, clearly charming. Being being a musician herself, of course. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Billy Piper, uh, big big star. Big star. Um, the. Uh, Henry takes the doctor to see his pet, the Metaltron. What a great name. <laughs> now, if yeah. they hadn't spoiled it in the teaser and in the name of the episode, which I know you were saying, oh, you wouldn't know um, what it was called unless you collect information. Did it not pop up at the start? No, this didn't it, have a... Did it not have a tag at the start where it says Dalek written by... Oh yeah, well, well, doesn't that doesn't that have come up after it's revealed? No, I don't think it is. I can't remember completely. I watched it yesterday, and that's how yeah. long it, my memory there, is. But I, I'm they've they reveal it in the next in the next time trailer, and if they would have it pop up right at the start anyway for the oh written by so and so. Yeah, it's just, it would be a great call. Call this episode the Metal Tron. Metal Tron, yeah. Metal Tron, yeah. Yeah, or or the Survivor, the last Survivor, soldier. Name. I've got uh, I've got your like, the, the which, original which titles coming up. Ah, uh, okay. Yes, they've got a couple of original working titles. We'll get onto that later. 
Uh, so yeah, the doctor goes into its cell and talk to it, but quickly discovers it's a Dalek. Um, is this the first look at the sort of soldier Dalek model? So Russell T. Davis redesigned the Daleks mm-hmm. for this episode. Um, so it is the first look at this design of the Daleks. There's we've right. seen soldier Daleks before, like a lot. Most of the Daleks we've seen in the past, they're, they're like. Just soldiers and worker ants, essentially. But this is the first of the new design, the gold and the the new height for them because they were all designed. The bronze, yeah. So they were all designed to be Billy Piper's height Uh, for the eye stocks. So So yes, it is the it is the exact. It is a brand new Dalek. It's right. They've 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 created it completely for this episode. My, uh, I don't know if it says different anywhere, but my. My head canon is that this was a model created for the Time War. Now, I think if we jump forward to the 50th anniversary, we do see those Daleks mm-hmm. in the Time War, which will be the earliest point we have seen those bronze ones. Yeah. Um, so, head canon probably is canon. Yeah, unless... head, canon, head canon, the bronze are like the foot soldiers, and then the black ones are the sort of like generals like the commanders what about the the blue white and yellow ones that we meet with matt smith because they're they're described as the new breed of daleks they they yeah they they are just they're just new normal sort of daleks they're not soldier models or anything yeah they are yeah they are made to lead okay yeah um the dalek is unable to use its weapons um the the, uh, the doctor sort of teases it um, it tries to shoot it, its laser gun, ray gun, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's it can't. I think uh, this scene was like my favorite scene we've got so far. There are in the two, entirety of this. The the series. the the dialogue between the Doctor and the Dalek are some mm-hmm. of the greatest writing in Doctor Who, I'd say. Yeah. Like they're... the, the the way that Christopher Eccleston, his range in this scene, mm-hmm. sort of. Now I've like I like Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor. He's not my favorite, but I like him as the Doctor. But I think this is the the scene that has convinced me that he is the Doctor. Like when right. he's in that room and he doesn't know what's in there with him, lights come on, yeah, and he panics, and he is quite distressed. Yeah. He sort of that lets, is like he lets his defenses down, and he's no longer yeah. playing. I'm the doctor. I'm the hero. He is the guilt-ridden survivor of the time. Yeah, Lords. and it's it's great to see because he actually does look. He looks terrified, and then when he realizes the situation, mm-hmm. it's like okay, now it's he's back in control of the situation, and it's quite clear that this doctor has a problem with not being in control. Which yeah, he, he, it seems. I know it's not like the main characteristic of this doctor because that guilt is mm-hmm. but it really does set up that sort of arc of him wanting to be always in control of the situation and i quite like this this scene yeah it was the one and, that stuck with me and you probably could but i can't really remember any moment or situation beyond this where the doctor's never really in control because we got that one of the biggest criticisms of like stephen moffat's writing of the doctor was that mm. He's just always, he's always winning. He's always in control. He is, he knows everything. Um, yeah, I would say that the only thing that's jumping straight to my mind is, it is from Moffat Run, but it is when Peter Capaldi is stuck in in Heaven Sent, where he's stuck mm-hmm. in the in the, 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 the spirals thing. Yeah. And he's not in control of the situation at all, but he's trying to get his way out. But this is sort of, a totally different type of losing control of a situation. Yeah, in that one, he's sort of just he's sort of losing hope, but then he sort of yeah. gets it back. But this one, he's like, "I'm dead, man." Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we get the revelation that the Doctor wiped out the Daleks as well as the Time Lords to end the last great Time Lord uh, Ward War. Yeah, War. Um, and yeah, it's such a great scene between the Doctor and Dalek, highlighting how similar to Daleks the Doctor has become. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I imagine to folk that watched Classic Who, um, mm. there was not that many similarities between them because we don't. There wasn't a time war to 
to like no. bounce off of but it does really highlight that the da- doctor and the dalek are like they're two sides of the same coin mm-hmm. and it's it's i love it because you'd think like yeah if you were if you were a fan of classic who and you'd watched classic who you'd be thinking oh great the doctor wiped out the daleks this is fantastic but then oh, just the scene later on is is yeah is magnificent um there's a uh yeah, the Doctor tries to kill the Dalek, but but Van Staten stops him. Uh, we then get a wee scene with Rose and Adam. Um, are Rose and Mickey not a thing anymore? Well, it's kind of implied that they're not, because bear in mind she's been away for 12 months, comes back. Mm-hmm. Mickey has been like... It, it's implied the public think he murdered her, mm-hmm. and he's got away with his crime. Uh, and when, he, when she goes off, it's very much a a friend's parting yeah to her i think that this was her way out of the relationship but yes they're not an item right at that point or it's meant to be like it's a bit confusing what their situation is there's no actual that we're in a relationship we're not Mm -hmm. they're they're still going through problems yeah um van staten reveals the dalek crashed down on earth 50 years ago and was left immobile burning in its crater for days and as a result has lost its mind yeah, it's a psychodalic. psychodalic. Well, it's not really. It knows it's. Keskasi. It's yeah. It's crazy though that um. Like. The the Dalek's been on Earth for this long, mm-hmm. and it, it's just been there. How Henry Van Staten? Who had it before him? Yeah, who knows? Um. Rose visits the Dalek. Who who knows? Who, who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rose visits the Dalek, uh, who tricks her into touching it, and uh, it gives it the energy it needs to free itself and operate its weaponry. And then we get the the classic line, "What are you going to do, sucker me to death?" Yeah, right. So this this whole exchange, was, I, I I both hated it and liked it. Like with, I liked how they set up earlier. They were like, "Oh, the last guy that touched it burnt the smithereens." And mm. this isn't th- this isn't a thing that's been established before. Yeah. Like, this is a new thing that Rose surviving it. There's no actual explanation given apart from that the, the traveling through the time vortex changes yeah, your DNA. Yeah, sort of absorb. Yeah, it's, she's got. She's like River Song. Pretty much, she's got some of that ti- that time travel DNA in her. I altered it ever so slightly, so it's woken up the Dalek. But yes, the exchange with the guy coming in and be like really cocky to this Dalek, who's quite clearly no longer. Yeah. Um, constrained by its own prison yeah russell t davis really went for the they're american so they've got to be really cocky and arrogant and stubborn yeah yeah uh, and it, it's, it's very like it's not slasher movie but like over the top yeah horror what are you gonna do sucker what are you me gonna to do death? sucker me to death like shame he didn't uh, say suck yeah like I, I, yeah it's quite over the top it was brilliant it's great that would be a great meme uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it does sucker him to death, uh, in and and causes nightmares for Jordy Steele. Um, and and <laughs> it escapes because it also it suckers the the keypad and and unlocks the cell. And it uh, shows a good way to show how clever the Dalek is, though. Yes, and without um, actually stating it. Yeah, bullets don't harm it. Yes, which yeah. is a new thing mm. for Daleks. So, were they just easily defeated? L- l- little bit of trivia that we'll, we'll get into more later, but um, the writer, Robert Sherman, asked his girlfriend what she thought the silliest thing about the Daleks were. And she said, well, first, couldn't go upstairs. Mm. Uh, they had a silly plunger and that right. bullets could damage them. Um, uh, and in this scene, we have established two of these things are no longer silly. The sucker... Yeah does suck people and does it kills them and bullets cannot harm them so um thank you to robert sherman's girlfriend for giving us these things that were clear vulnerabilities about the dalek and that would be quite terrifying now what what did the sucker do in classic who keypads and just ah. was there was it was just there it, was it, just was, there. it didn't have a use really they were just the yeah. plumbers um yeah it begins to uh drain the base's power repairing and refueling itself and downloading the entire internet 
I I liked the shot of it like ignoring the humans that were shooting at it, walking to the screen, yeah. eyeing up the doctor, and just punching the screen. It's <laughs> like so angry. The sucker just punched it. Yeah. Um. The amount the amount of stuff that it saw downloading the entire internet. Entire internet. There's a lot. Reddit fifty fifty. Alone YouTube would have scarring. been a thing. Yeah, for quite a while. Twitter, um, the, all is all on its rage. It's growing. Adult websites. Um, it's seen the Marvel Cinematic Universe before it was a thing. For us. Wow. It's seen the Avengers. Well, it depends if they keep it. I don't think they'd keep stuff like that on the cloud. I think it's all in like. I mean, bear in mind, this guy servers. owns the internet. I guess if it's 2012. It's 2012. Yeah, who knows? Um, you know? So. Yeah, so the Dalek starts killing everyone and uh, making its way through the base. Uh, we then get to the stair scene. Classic yeah, scene. the stair scene is... Now, to my parents, this was massive. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember sitting there, enjoying it, not really knowing been like okay cool this is really cool but then when it levitated i was just cool it levitates my parents were like gobsmacked that Mm. this dalek can levitate upstairs but it's not the first time it's done it (gasps) it's not the first time it's done it so yeah the the, what this episode was hailed at was that it made the dalek scary again Mm. and solved the biggest issue that it couldn't go upstairs when actually it was a seventh doctor story that did that sorry yeah, but nobody really listens to the big finish. It's not big finish. It was an episode on TV. Oh right. Uh, it goes upstairs and it's chasing. Oh, can't remember the Seventh Doctor's companion now. That's really annoying. But she wears the the cool jackets. Um, wow. They go up the stairs and it's an almost identical scene. So I think they probably were paying homage to it. Oh right. But... Well, that's thanks for ruining. Thanks for ruining that You're scene welcome. for everyone, Fraser. You're welcome. Um, the woman that is with them stays back to just die. Like, there's no yes, way she's getting I out. She's like, don't you understand guys, this. You guys keep running upstairs. I'll shoot at it to S- slow it down. Someone's got to try. Someone's like, got to try. You've, you've already established that the bullets are doing nothing to it. Yeah. Just just run. It's not going to slow know. them down. Also, the Dalek, lazy, right? Really yeah. lazy here. It's... It, it's already established that it can turn its its shooter sideways. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's at the bottom of the stairs. It could just go, bzz, you know, shoot them up. On this, it levitates to show off. It's cocky Dalek. Yes. Uh, although it's I did got, like game. that. It sort of, um, if we are using the center of the Dalek's vision as its sort of reticle, it didn't yeah. reach them. Their That's level. fair. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was quite a clever detail if that's what they were going for um soldiers and armed scientists try and surround it but ignore the doctor's instructions even though they keep saying he's the expert um and we get a guy saying thank you doctor but i think i know how to fight a one single tin robot do you how uh, it's yeah has he had experience with with in that what, in what situation i mean to be fair right Mm-hmm. If we're thinking timeline, the Cybermen have already invaded Earth. Yes. So maybe he's fought a Cyberman, and that is why he has a Cyberman helmet. It doesn't make sense for the Cyberman we got, but... Yeah. That would have been a great detail. It would have been, and it's not if intentional. If it was like an updated Cyberman, and they were like, and Doctor was like, how, who, what is this? I don't understand. Yeah, would be great, but unfortunately, it doesn't line up properly no, in terms of what it is. I mean, that's how you sum up Doctor Who, really. But headcanon will go with it. So in the canon of this show, yeah, in this podcast... It's a replica. It's like a bad... Yes, yeah, some he's bought it online Yeah, because of the attacks of the ghost Cybermen. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, and in a shocking display, uh, the Dalek electrocutes them all. Oh, um, that's great. I like by, that. You've thought about that. Did you come up I, with that on the spot? Was I that, did, was I that... did. I, no, I Have you got that written down? down? I, you, I, you, uh... <laughs> but, uh, it was still clever. Um, it's clever, yeah. It's yeah, it floats up. It sort of... Does it shoot? It shoots... 
so like shoot a fire, the fire alarm. alarm. Yeah. So the sprinklers come on. Mm-hmm. And then shoots the it, ground. Then, yeah, it levitates, shoots the ground. Everyone dies. Quite graphic. Yeah. Although, like, what is the um, what is the bottom bit made out of? Rubber. So why did it have to float up if it's um? Cocky. It didn't. I need to float up the stairs. True. It's it's played. It's with getting. It, yeah. It, the doctor goes. It wants us to watch. Yeah. Because right. Because it um absorbed Rose's DNA. It did it because it wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wee Billy Piper. Reference. Billy Piper song. Um, yeah, the so Daleks it's... having an existential crisis. Um, we then get the the second good uh, scene between the Doctor and the Dalek when you get lines such as, "Why don't you just die?" and "You would make a good Dalek." What a line! It's great. Oh, and it, uh, it you can see how much it ruins the ninth doctor that line because spit flies out his mouth when he's in this scene yeah um and it's quite that it was originally uh russell t davis wanted to cut that scene because of the spit and he was like we'll do another take but no 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 we're keeping that one because i was angry Mm -hmm. and i was in the scene keep that taken and you can see the spit on the side of his mouth throughout the whole scene such a strange like i mean he wasn't even... I don't think he wanted to cut the scene, but I think he right. wanted to like refilm it, I should say. Oh, right. Russell T. Davis or the director? Uh, Russell T. Davis and, and like when they were going through the editing process, because he obviously he, he was quite hands-on with the show. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's yeah. stupid. Good yes, thing Russell. You, good thing you, he didn't idiot. direct any of these episodes, dumbass. Uh, um, yeah, uh, the Doctor closes off all the hallways to, to trap the Dalek, but accidentally traps Rose with it. Silly yeah, buffoon. The, to, the audience expectation was what there was going to be an Indiana Jones moment. Yeah. Because in, in Classic Who, there would have been. Yeah. So this, this episode was really subverting. There probably has been since. Classic Who. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Doctor thinks uh, Rose is dead. Um, because he to be fair, the, the, the Dalek does are... say exterminate. Yeah. <laughs> But it doesn't kill her. Uh, it keeps her alive to ask her what's wrong with it. In absorbing her genetics to set itself free, it also contracted its biggest weakness. Emotions. Oh, that's the worst thing a Dalek can have. Yeah. It, it's really, it's a sad Dalek. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're meant to, do we feel sorry for the Dalek? I don't, the Dalek has something affecting us all. Depression. Depression, yeah, yeah. Welcome to twenty twenty two. Mental, yeah. Uh, the yeah, so 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 the doctor sort of lifts up all the 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 doors, opens all the doors. Um, otherwise, because the Dalek sort of threatens to kill Rose, even though it probably wouldn't. That's sort of left ambiguous. Yeah. Like, would it kill Rose? Um, I mean, it's it it's self destruct well, spoilers. Um, yeah, it's sort of like self-destructs later. So yeah, uh, like maybe it's serious. Mm. The Dalek almost kills uh, Van Staten, but Rose stops it again, uh, asking it what it wants, and it wants freedom, Fraser. Yes, it does. I mean, that's the worst thing possible for a Dalek going out and being free. Yeah, because it killing- has. It has no, no mission, no orders, no command, no one friends, of the, no family. One no of the lines grounds. that I I think we missed, but or a scene that we missed, uh, was when the doctor's being tortured. And he's talking oh, yeah. about... And coming after that, and he's like, oh, if that thing gets free, you know, it will kill everyone. It will kill everyone in this base. And he's like, what's the nearest city? Utah. Mm. What's the population? 4.8 million people or whatever it was. And he's like, all dead. It really set the tone for how dangerous this Dalek is. So it is, mm-hmm. when when he when it doesn't kill Rose and, and it is convinced not to kill Van Staten, it's more of that shocking being like, oh, okay, what is, something's wrong with this Dalek. Something's going on. Uh, finding its way to an exit, the Dalek fires at the ceiling and opens a hole to the outside, allowing sunlight through. It opens itself up, literally, to, to feel yeah. the sunlight. 
The Doctor reveals it's mutating into something new, a Dalek with emotions and free will. So it kills itself. Yeah, it it, it wants or it wants orders. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, it does. It asks. Itself. It commands Rose to command it to die, and she doesn't. Yes. And then it yeah. just does it by itself. It does it by itself, but it was a really good scene with the Doctor with the weapon and him being like planning on killing it like this mm. is the first i mean it's not the first time because so far in the series the doctor's killed quite a lot of people uh, we've established this the nestine consciousness he, he killed accidentally when the thing dropped in it but he yes. killed a bunch of autons yeah um cassandra cassandra he killed he killed um which she's the last of her race okay yeah yeah right so she's yeah keep that in mind the slithine kills them right yeah he kills them we know one survives but mm. he kills them and that's a family dead right all the people in downing street dead yes yes a dalek that slaughters anything it gets its hand on hands mm. on and has killed like 200 people in this base alone which they've established mm-hmm. the doctor puts the gun down yeah, he should he should be killing it, and and Rose though going like it's not the one that's pointing a gun at me. Yeah, I think is the line that really hits home with the Ninth Doctor and is like, oh, I I'm I'm the Dalek in this situation. Um, I was despite the Dalek having all no along. qualms. Yeah, yeah, the Daleks are the friends we made along the way. He he's had no qualms of killing people this season. Cassandra's mm. the last of her race. What's the difference when it's a Dalek that kills things? Cassandra just kept people hostage and killed three people. Yeah, I think, I think the difference here is that the Dalek wasn't going to kill anyone else. Possibly, we don't. Yeah, possibly. Rose, it wasn't going to kill Rose. Rose was believing, was hopeful in the greater good within the Dalek. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, and the, the humanity appealing to one's humanity. In a Dalek. In a Dalek. Um. So as we conclude, uh, Van Staten is relieved of his position and his memory is wiped. Um, and Adam joins Rose and the Doctor for their next adventure, all piling into the TARDIS. Which guess what, Fraser? It's bigger on the inside. It's, it's not got. It's not got graffiti on the side that it's says "Bad Wolf." Um, yes, the Adam joins. A nice another callback when they. Um, relieve Stan Van Staten off his duties when she's mm. like, oh, wipe his memory, place him in like San Diego, Sacramento, something beginning with S because earlier on in the episode he fired his assistant and was like, oh, leave him, wipe his memory, leave him at the side of the road uh, in Minnesota, whatever, something we're beginning with M. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice that he's had the script flipped on him. Very quick though here when Adam is like, oh, they're going to fill this whole place with cement. It's all getting filled. That was quick. Yeah. It doesn't just happen like that. You need a lot of cement. <laughs> but it's quite a lot of floors. Yeah. Um, who, who's got that on... Like, so who has that feasibly, that amount of cement on call? Being like, yep, hi Dave. Yeah, we need it now. And he's there. We need the London builders. Yeah. They're in the middle of nowhere in Utah. Yeah. Call up that guy that's on uh, GBN that somehow knows how to grow cement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It grows on trees. It grows on trees. Um, yeah, is this... Was that the first time... Should have said this earlier. Was that the first time we saw the little balls on the Daleks do anything? Um, I, I've not got any notes on that, but off the top of my head, it is the first time we've seen a use for them. Right. Um, it was a strange use for them. I would have thought... I, I, you would think there would be explosives of some sort just purely because they look mm-hmm. bomb-like, but it's the first time it's been used in that sense, and it's the first time I think they have been used. It is very... Don't it wanna... doesn't, doesn't really... It's pretty inconsistent with the sort of the Dalek mindset to have bombs on oneself because they are the yes. ultimate warrior. Why would they need bombs? Why would they need to... They're not like suicide bombers they're not but i think i i might be wrong but i'm sure there's at some point in a big finish or in a later episode where daleks will self-destruct there is obviously that function in it mm-hmm. 
so maybe in case, unless it's captured and something affects the superiority of the Dalek race sort of thing, there must there has to be a back, you know, back route out of it. Yeah, but it's the first time we've seen that used, I think. Yeah. Um, Let's would you get like some trivia? Some trivia. So before writing the script, Robert Sherman obviously asked his girlfriend. We went over this one earlier, um, but she said that these the three things, the going upstairs plunger and bullets was the biggest issues uh, and immediately before writing the episode he went to russell t davis and he got all of those put in the script to be scary and to do right. something that would be terrifying um the doctor's interaction with the dalek was originally planned to be comical mocking and flippant uh-huh. uh, but chris freckleston thought that that was silly and decided to pour <laughs> an incredible amount of rage and pain into it so the, the, the thing that we were praising earlier and how like he's out of control he's angry he's upset was not the intention of the script at all they didn't change the script he just changed the way he performed it wow and it clearly i I don't think that scene would have worked if it was as comical because even in the humorous aspects of it where he's like you're just a dumb shell sort of thing he's he's in control again Mm -hmm. you can still tell he's scared and there's pain there yeah um but yeah they once they realized that Robert Shearman and the the director were both apparently quite annoyed at this, uh, right. and then when they looked at looked at the dailies and the you know watched it back, they were like, okay, he, the classically trained actor is, is right here. Um, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Now this one is interesting because we've we've talked before where you mentioned um, having to use the Daleks once a year. So Robert Shearman had to write two versions of this script. And it came very close to going with the other one because they were not sure if they could obtain the rights to the Daleks from the Terry Nation estate. Oh. And that's the guy who created the Daleks. So Robert Sherman and, and Russell T. Davis came up with an alternative alien that they could have used had the Daleks not been available. This alternate monster was a, was a spherical creature, right? With a creature inside of it um, that was actually a mutated version of humanity. Now... He, Russell T. Davis, reused this idea for the Toclophane yeah. uh, in the season three finale uh, with Sound of Drums and The Last of Time Lords. So essentially, we would have, if they couldn't get the Daleks, the Toclophane would have been the new Dalek throughout the entirety of New Who until they signed a new deal. Would they have been as small? Probably not. I imagine they would have been as big in stature and as a mm. dalek and would have been a blatant dalek ripoff but it would have been instead of a dalek inside a mutated version of humanity from the future right which i kind of want to see what it would look like even storyboards i would love to see storyboards of it yeah i don't and think, it wouldn't i don't know if the episode would have had as much um emotional resonance as it did it it likely wouldn't but if they had done that they wouldn't have been able to refer to the Daleks at all. No. So the, the last great time war would have been with the Toclophane. So there wouldn't have been as much emotional, as much emotion there for classic fans, but I imagine for us watching it, we would have just been, oh, it's the Toclophane. Of course, he faced the Toclophane in yeah. the last great time war. But it, in hindsight, it wouldn't have been as good. What? Why don't the BBC have the rights to... Dialect. I mean, it's it's similar to like um, the Hulk, right? From Marvel, mm. they've got the rights for the comics, but Universal has first right of refusal mm. for the films, uh, or similar to how like some writers own characters that they have to license and stuff. It's essentially that the person, whoever's contract, Terry Nation's contract, when he created the Daleks, yeah, it said that he owned the Daleks, and it was just never worked out so they have to keep paying his 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 estate for the for the use of the daleks i would love to see marvel buy the daleks marvel buying the daleks would be pretty cool put them in there bring them in yeah thanos is next so imagine his army being daleks and not um what what are they called the i can't remember them now the the The, full arm creatures the Chitari. Oh, the, the Ravagers or whatever they're called. The Ravagers yeah. and the Chitari, yes. Um, we had a couple of Bad Wolf references. First up, we had 
Van Staten's helicopter. We mm-hmm. hear the announcement: Bad Wolf One descending. Uh, the, yeah. I think there's a, I think there might be a second one. Actually, that might actually be the only one in it. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, the Daleks, as I said earlier, uh, were all designed to be Billy Piper's eye level, um, and we mentioned that they get a redesign when Matt Smith comes in as the Doctor. Any clue why? They get oh uh, to be uh, Karen Gillan's Karen Gillan's height. So yeah, they they've really got a, quite a few years use out of these Daleks, considering we had like three companions. Yeah, under under David Tennant and Christopher Eccleston. Would they not be better to be bigger than the companion or the Dalek? So they look, be more I guess it's so they can frame imposing. shots. Ah, yeah like framing shots easier so that they can have it looking eye level and the Dalek stock isn't looking up or looking down um, but yeah so they designed everything to be Billy Piper's height right? Uh, for this episode specifically um, this is the first episode not to feature any TARDIS interior at all wow. and it's the only one in the first series it happens quite a lot in future series but the you know, first one here hmm. um the fictional Geocomtex website um, lists a couple of things that are referenced in the future as happened in the past. So, like, what we will see in the future, this it's their current past. Yeah. Right? So it mentions lupus for wolf in reference to Queen Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is the second reference, sorry. Lupus and nonsense in Latin. Okay, which translates to wolf harmful. Could also ah. translate to bad wolf. Um, and there's a few references to, to the, the big bad wolf and the, the werewolf that we later see. Yeah. Um, the Dalek was operated by three people. Okay. Normally it would take two, but because of the, the, the head and the eye stock, were remote. the way they moved in this was not how they used to move. Okay. So they had three people. They had one person inside. They had one person on a remote control doing the stocks and all the, the arm movements. And then they had like one person performing the voice. So it was three people doing the puppet. Mm. Um, as we established earlier, it was Robert Shearman's only episode he wrote, which is really strange. Yeah. Really strange. Would you like to have seen him do more? Um, uh, Possibly. I mean... It's such a great episode. Uh, I think, I think especially with like, with Dalek episodes. I think he he probably would have been good, because uh, he he seems to know how to write how the Dal how the Doctor acts, uh, yeah. in the presence of the Dalek. Um, I think he does. Yeah, he does. He did a good job of having like, an an original take on the Daleks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a good. I, th- I think it was a good slot mid-season. It kept the interest up. Um, interestingly, BBC wanted it to be the premiere episode. And I think that would have been very odd. Yeah. And very strange. Because it would be, put your best alien first that have no introduction to the characters. Yeah. And there's a Dalek in an underground base in Salt Lake City. They would have a lot to set up, but they wanted it to be the premiere. Mm. Um. We also uh, we established that it was an adapted from the Big Finish book, but they found it a difficulty adapting it completely because the original story was all about over-familiarity with the Daleks. Um, so originally the script called for the Dalek to be not referenced at all throughout and no shots of the Dalek until the end. Right. Uh, Russell T. Davis thought this was really sort of boring and wanted yeah. to have it being front and centre. So Robert Sherman originally had it called the, not the metal tron or anything like that or even referred to as a dalek he was calling it the creature of lies right so like it would be the doctor wouldn't meet or interact or know what it was until the end right were they going for a well jaws is so good because you don't see the shark until the end pretty much i think they were trying to go for that or go for something like alien where it's hunting people down right. which i it would have been interesting with a different villain Mm-hmm. And we kind of see that in Midnight later yes. on, where something yeah. is hunting them. Um, so yeah, they they were Russell T Davis was unimpressed with with that draft and was like, no, we 
we we have to focus on the the dalek and the relationship between that and the doctor we're also introducing us to the world um so thank god for russell t davis on that one yeah it reminds me of um is it the god complex yes the something complex yeah where you don't see the minotaur until do you ever see it like close to the end there's i think we get a shot of it um but it would have been an interesting take i'm not sure if i would have enjoyed it as much um this is the only russell t davis dalek era story or russell t davis era dalek story that is a single episode every Mm. other dalek episode is a two-parter um which is is crazy because i mean we get them with chibnall but no other rtd episode is, is just on its own yeah um and that's pretty much all the trivia we have for the episode there's continuity things but we mentioned them throughout um so yeah that it's it's a it's been a pretty good episode yeah to, and there's there was a lot of trivia there for that yes. episode there's a lot of, a lot of notes on it fraser what would you rate dalek i give dalek a 6.5 wow i know i've kind i've finally got out of my fours i'm giving it a yeah. 6.5 do you do you know exactly what you've rated all the other ones? Um, yeah, four and four point five. I'm gonna write them down after this. All right, I've been keeping uh keeping a track of my. Oh, have you? Have you have you got yours written down? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give this eight out of ten. Eight. Interesting. Yeah, good choice. I mean, I I want I would put mine higher, but um again, it's the the, the hindsight aspect. There's a few things in the episode. I don't like. I I think Adam's character is pretty pretty crap. Mm. Um, I'm not a fan of him at all. Um, I think some of the dialogue is a bit clunky when it's not the Doctor or the Dalek. Um, and I just think it could be could be a little bit tighter. Some of the right. the dialogue. That's about it. What about you? Why? What's your reasoning for an eight? Um, it's just one of my. It's one of my favorite episodes. Um. And I think it's just very well written again with the the Doctor and the Dalek, and then seeing the the sort of the the lower layers of the Doctor mm-hmm. and him being vulnerable. Um, and I think yeah, it's a great sort of character study of the Doctor and of just a a a, a war veteran and and soul survivor. Um, yeah convince me i'm moving it to seven wow and then yeah and just like i know there are better episodes but not many come to mind maybe like a handful maybe like i can count on my on both my hands on both hands barely so i think i think an eight out of ten there's 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 room for like 8.5s 9 9.5 10s yeah no, that's fair. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's a it's a fantastic show, episode that very well acted throughout by the the main cast. Um, the the one thing that I kept thinking of when watching it though was I don't know if, I don't know if you ever played it, but the Flash game off this episode was that so the on, last Dalek. Yeah. So on DoctorWho.com, there was a mm-hmm. game that you played as the Dalek escaping the the facility, right. and it was. I would spend hours on this game, but every time you play it, obviously with a flash game, you just go back to the start. Like, mm-hmm. so it was essentially a roguelite for me. I was going through, killing everything, <laughs> trying to get to the end, and then my mum would be like, "Dinner," and then I'd close the tab and I'd be going straight back to it after. It was incredible, and I'm, I've been trying to find it all I day see today. It as like a, a, a sort of somebody should it's make kind of a isometric mod of Doom. Oh, that'd be good. Where you just have the the, plan, the things and you just go around the base killing army people. There needs to be more Doctor Who video games, but ones that are good and not not the one the crap ones we've had so far. Apparently, the Lego Dimensions was good. Yeah. Did you see the rumors? Yeah. Apparently, it's not true. Well, I, did, yeah. I did a wee yeah. dive into it, and there's there's. Yeah. It didn't make sense because they've already yeah. done it for. For for. Oh my I god! Know. I want. I, I do want it though. I do want. I would love a Lego Doctor Who game, proper one. 
Yeah, but we're getting all those Lego sports games now. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Lego WWE. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait the, to play it. The people that are making WWE 2K22 are making the racing game. Yay. Strange. Again, that's all I can all I can say is yay. <laughs> have you uh, have you seen any gameplay for is it Edge of Reality? Um I have I've seen bits of it. Yes. I do want to give it a go. Right. Just purely because I'm interested in it and it looks you know half decent. I tried I tried reaching out to them for a copy for work. We couldn't make it happen unfortunately, but I'm mm. I'm interested to play it. I might pick it up when it goes on sale. All right. It's like it sits around the thirty quid era. You get to play as the tenth Doctor as well. He's in it. Ah. So and it's properly voice acted. All right. Very well. Thank you much for listening, everyone. Uh, what did you think of Dalek? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you? Are you indifferent to it? Did you find indifferent it to? It, I guess. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's. Um, did you like it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? Are you in the middle? A little bit in the middle. What would you rate it? What are your ratings for Dalek and the episodes prior? Let us know. Um, and you can but no matter us... what you rate it, give us five. Out give of us five, right? five stars. Yeah. On, I don't know if it's all podcast services, but I think it's, I think it's just Apple the most important one. Yeah, Apple Podcasts yeah. and Spotify. Subscribe, share, uh, like, follow. You can dab. Dab, you can tell us your thoughts on Twitter if you tweet me at Real Jordy Steele or at The Fraser Porter on Twitter. And you can just give us a wee give us a wee tickle that little follow button. Yeah, just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Exterminate that subscribe button. And remember Stay hooked. We need to do it faster. We'll get it faster on the next one. Make sure you listen to the next episode so you can hear us do it faster. You can see the natural progression of Stay Stay Hooked. hooked. Oh, Oh. Uh, almost. Almost. We'll get them next time.